Hello and welcome to Who Is She, a podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we want to live. Get comfortable and let's get started. Hey guys, how is it going? I just spent probably an hour setting up brand new, a brand new uh, mic and box thing. I don't, honestly, I don't really know what it is. My friend Alexi McKinley looks so professional with her handheld podcast mic and I don't like that my regular podcast mic is like a it's a table mic so if you're holding it you can hear it like shifting in your hands and it picks up like movement and stuff so anyway I got a new mic and I didn't know how to use it I don't really know what the box is for but somehow we're here um and that kind of leads to our topic today which I'll get to in a second but I spent an hour on this thing because as we do, I didn't read any of the instructions. I just decided that I was smart enough to figure it out. And just like Ikea furniture, we all know how that ends up. Turns out I just needed to literally go into my settings and click one button. So we made it. Wahoo. We're here. Um, I am... Um... where do I even start updates we gotta update each other okay I was sick all week I got a cold just like out of nowhere you know when you like get a scratchy throat and it doesn't hurt it's just dry and it's scratchy and like it makes you want to cough and you just know you just know that you're gonna get sick well that happened to me um Monday Sunday or Monday Monday I think And 20-year-old me would have been like, oh, that sucks, and, like, just gone to sleep. I was already in bed when I started to feel it, and I was like, no, I have control over this. So I got out of bed. I had gone to bed as well. This wasn't me just being in watching TV or being on my phone. I had been like, it's time to sleep. And so I was eyes closed, closed, lights out. So I got my little patootie out of bed. And I went to the kitchen and I made myself some like hot salt water, which is what I do anytime I have like any signs of a sore throat. So I tried to take care of it when it was starting, but it was just too far gone, I guess. It was just in an instant. And the next morning I woke up and luckily my throat never really hurt. It was just scratchy and then I went straight into a cold. So anyway, I used the entire week to do absolutely nothing and again Danielle in her 20s would have just tried to push through and like hustle and work out anyway and whatever and then I would have been sick for like two and a half three weeks but I managed to heal myself um, and I had to miss an event which I was really bummed by Um, my church did a really cool worship night and um basically like flew in this amazing talent and it was just God was moving and I I missed it because I was sick and the other thing since COVID I've been like I also had to cancel like a laser appointment um but I've been even more cautious because of the implications after COVID whatever your opinion opinion of COVID was is fine with me but what I took from it was it's not just on me if I'm sick like if I expose other people to this that's that's my responsibility too regardless of what it is so I just kind of felt it was my civic duty to not be around hundreds of people for this worship night that I was really looking forward to because that wouldn't be fair to them, you know? So I had to miss it, but here we are. It's okay. So I rested up all week and I was singing. I sang on Sunday at church, which was amazing. Um, My church is, 
I love my church so much. Like when, when I move, that's going to be a really, really tough thing because there's something happening in the Bay Area. It's, if you haven't checked out Redemption Church in San Jose, definitely do it because especially this new series that's going to happen in the next few weeks on praise and worship, it's going to be wild. Um, testimony that I had of this week, which I think is kind of cool and kind of important, is I had something unfortunate happen to me, which I'm going to like glaze over it because chances are if you've followed me if you found this podcast you probably found me on Instagram or TikTok and you probably already know what happened but basically a male creator took one of my videos put the actual my actual video on his video it was a reaction video to my video of like my get ready with me for a date and he was really mean and unkind to me and just not in good form and usually Usually I just would let it go, but something in, in me spoke spoke to me and I just, I couldn't. So I did my best to speak with poise and it wasn't to him, but it was more to my audience about like, we can't accept this anymore. And I put the word on it. I put the word of God over it in prayer. I had a couple followers send me some scripture specifically on the topic um, and I'll pull it up right now in case you are experiencing something where you're coming up against adversaries, adversaries. Am I saying that right? All right. It was Psalm three, one through eight. And I prayed that. And part of prayer, I think there's a lot of parts of prayer that I, think are why prayer works but one of the parts of prayer that is I think essential to prayer is giving it up to God and that's what I did I put his word on it I know that God's word can't return to him void so I used his word I explained the situation that God already knew about (laughs) and I just said I'm giving this up to you and um the next day the video was taken down. I don't have an explanation for it. I, I don't know what happened because I stopped looking at it. Um, but God is good. So it's a testimony. It's really cool when you see God move. It's cool when you can pray over something and pray correctly um, and and just see answered prayers just being delivered. Yeah. So, alrighty. Getting in today's topic. Um, this is something I had thought about when I made my initial list of topics back when I was dreaming up this podcast, which, which again leads to the topic of the podcast, which is starting a new thing, just do it. Starting a new thing, just do it. And before I get into it, I just want to cover the intent of this episode. And that is to inspire you to finally do the thing that you've been wanting to do. The thing that you've been thinking about, the thing go for going for your dreams or or going for one dream that you have, or maybe it's just to kick you in the booty to get you moving on living your life, actually living your life. And the next thing I want to cover is who this episode is for. I feel like there's different buckets of people that might identify with this. The first I kind of thought up was the people that you've thought about something forever and just haven't done it. It's the people that you know what your dreams are. You know what they are. You might not know what it will take to get there but you know what your dreams are um and you've thought about it forever but just it just seems like life gets in the way it seems like one day you'll do it but one day it's been like three years and one day hasn't come yet um so this is for you the second category of people is you're bored 
maybe maybe life's going good maybe it's not I don't, I don't know I hope it's going good but you're it feels like you're just going through the motions of life and you think there's got to be more there's got to be more than this and to clarify if if you're just going through the motions of life and you're happy love that for you this this might not be for you maybe it will I don't know this isn't me telling everyone that they need to start something new. <laughs> this is just for the people that feel that tug. And then the third category is you're unhappy. I separated this because I feel like you could not fit into either of the other two categories. Like maybe you haven't thought about what your dreams are. And maybe you're not bored with life, but you are unhappy. And you just, you don't know what to do. And I think this is important because a lot of times when we're unhappy, the answer is to fix the things that are already in front of us, which is true, right? It's, ew, I hate when people say right. I feel like it's the most like demeaning thing. I'm not going to say that. Anyway, um, if you're unhappy... Of course, there's always value in, you know, digging into that and figuring out maybe why you're unhappy, working through that. But there's also so much value in putting different things in front of your eyeballs and seeing if your unhappiness is just because your soul isn't being met where it needs to be. So... I want to tell you about my experience with starting a new thing and just doing it to give you a little motivation and also remind you and get you thinking about your own experiences. So while I'm talking, think about your experiences that maybe sound like this or that you can relate to. So the first thing that I did um, is pretty obvious and also there's not many people that know the extent of this, um, which is the entirety of social media. I started doing social media in a certain light in 2021. So gosh, three years ago now. And it was three, uh, almost three years ago because it was right after the New Year's. I, I got dumped <laughs> New Year's Day of 2020 one and um and I just I didn't even know who I was anymore so I did a whole like rebuilding of myself I have an episode that's in a comprehensive guide after a breakup it's one of the first episodes I think it's number three I'm not sure but um just scroll through the episodes and you'll find it but part of that was starting new creative endeavors and, and going for what I wanted. But the reason that I bring this up is that a lot of you guys have found me in the last year, maybe year or two. But this has been going on for three years. And the reason this is important is because I wasn't always as good as it. At, I wasn't always as good at it as I am now. And I'm not perfect, but I think I'm pretty good at this. I ooh, I just got fired up. I feel so fulfilled doing this. And from your guys' messages and comments and all of that, I know this is touching people. And I know that God put this in me. But it took me a minute to get here. And it took me being afraid. It took me doing things that one might consider cringe which there's a creator I follow I forgot her name but she's very pink she loves pink and she's fabulous and wonderful I have to find her name um, but she had a video that said if you're cringy you're actually not cringy something in another person is cringing and that's that's on them but you are not cringy so anyway I had to move through stages where other people might cringe <laughs> and um and move through all of that and I'm so glad I did because now I'm here I went from 
having, uh, gosh, well, the starting point was 900 followers on Instagram and zero followers on TikTok. And I sit here today testifying that after years of learning the craft and studying and being passionate and failing forward, I have gotten to the point where it's like 400 something on TikTok, 400 something thousand and 220 something on Instagram. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just telling you this because this could be you too. Okay. And it doesn't have to be social media. It could be anything, anything. As long as you are willing to do the work and do the things that we're going to talk about today, you can do it too. You just got to do it. The next thing that is a, a different version of this is serving on my worship team. And I've talked about this on other episodes before, but <laughs> I just won most improved, or uh, I guess I could say one, one most improved, the most improved award on our team. And to be quite honest, it's because I am, I can say it because it's me. I am the least educated vocally. I am the least talented, in my opinion, on the team. And yet, I'm in the room. And I remember uh, our worship leader uh, is amazing. And I remember seeing her the first few times and just being like, wow, if I could just do that. If I could just use this little inkling of something that I think I have inside me and do that, if I could get to that point, that would be amazing. It, the thought of it lit my soul on fire. But at the same time, I was terrified. And then shortly after that, there, for the first time that I had ever heard about, there were auditions to get on this team. And I was like, I'm going to probably poop my pants, but listen, I'm going to do it. So I practice and practice and practice. I, I have no idea. I mean, I have a little inkling of an idea of what happened, but I have, that was probably, I performed growing up. I did dance all growing up. I did plays. I was in choirs. That was the most nervous as in a, my whole life I've ever been was when I auditioned for this team and I made it. And then, when was that? That was 2021. And then there's a certain period of time where you're sort of like shadowing to learn the ropes and um, making sure that you're ready to be on stage and all of that. And typically it's a few weeks for people who make it. I stayed on that status for six months. Okay? And... You, if you wanted to, you could be embarrassed about that. Like they even said it was the longest shadow period that they'd ever had. But you know what? I'm proud of it because I saw something that I wanted and I worked hard and I was afraid and I did it anyway. And I just kept showing up. So those are my testimonies. Um, and the best advice that I can give to you is to just do it. And that's part of the title. Be afraid and do it anyway. Fear can come with you on the journey, but here's an insider uh, secret. The more often you put yourself in scary situations in pursuit of your dreams and what you want, the less afraid or the less often you'll feel afraid. It's just a fact. It's because you're exposing yourself to this feeling more and more and more. It's kind of like, you know, the first time you go on a roller coaster and your stomach gets all the butterflies and, you know, your stomach drops and all of that. And then you go on it a second time and maybe it's almost as intense, but not quite. And then by the 20th time you've been on this roller coaster, it almost doesn't even give you a feeling. Because you know it's coming. 
it's training yourself to conditioning yourself against fear. So if you've never done anything where you've been really, really afraid towards something that you want, it might be really, really scary at first. But I promise you, the more you do it, the more conditioned you'll be. And if you keep waiting for everything to be perfect or for the right time to do something, you're going to be waiting forever. I'm sorry. I know that's generic. But that's an excuse. And we're going to get to that in just a second. I want you to think of the worst case scenario if you do the thing that you want to do. Are you going to die? No. No, you will not. Okay? I mean, unless your thing is like base jumping, which I am not recommending. I think probably our dreams are safer than that. But you get the point. Now, in reverse, I want you to think of the best case scenario. What if it all does work out? What if you can have and do and be everything that you want? Or maybe, what if you don't even know what it is that you want yet, but you have an inkling of an idea of a starting point, and maybe you get to this ending point of fulfillment and happiness that you didn't even know was possible, you didn't know that you could be this satisfied with life, But you had to start that other thing in order to get there. You know what I mean? Okay. Last thing. I listen to, as you guys know, Mel Robbins. I'm obsessed. I look up to her so much. If you haven't heard her before, this might be flattering myself. But I see her as like me in 20 to 30 years. I'm not quite sure how old she is and I'm not judging or anything. I'm just saying she's a generation above me and I respect her so much. I actually think we talk very similar and the topics that we cover are very, very similar. So I just look up to her so much. And I was listening to a podcast of hers last week and she talked about, um, she actually said something that I didn't know, which was that she used to travel the country and do uh, motivational speeches and something that they reviewed and in these speeches was the Nike slogan, just do it. And she would ask the audience, what do you think the most important word in just do it is? And everyone said, do, because that's the verb. That's the, that's the thing you're doing. It seems the most important. And she said, no, that's not the most important. What, what, okay. If it's not do, what do you think it is? And she said the audience would always say it because it's the subject. It's what you want to get accomplished, right? Oh, I said right again. Sorry. Um, and she said, actually, the most important word in just do it is just. Because that's calling out all of the reasons that you wouldn't do it, but you're doing it anyway. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. All the reasons that you wouldn't do it, but you're doing it anyway. So, doing a new thing, just do it. Okay, I want to go into the next section of this, which is busting myths. Um, Busting myths of if you start the new thing, what might happen? So, the first one is super obvious. Everyone's going to judge me. And I'm going to circle around and bust this myth in a different way. So rock with me here, okay? Everyone's going to judge me. This is true, okay? Everyone will judge you. And most people are going to think that you're courageous, maybe that you're brave, that you're cool, that you're funny, that you're smart, that you're powerful, that you're creative. Because if you think about it, any thought about a person is a judgment, So maybe this is judge me negative. And that is true. Some people might think you're weird, but that's okay. We're all a little weird. And you know what? They'll think you're weird 
and then a literal second will pass by and they'll be on their next thought. Your life is not a core subject in theirs. So it's irrelevant. Okay. The next myth to bust is if I do something, I want to do it right. And I agree. There's something to be said about doing avid research, having information, heading into something new. I understand. You don't just like operate blindly. But when it comes to the point of paralyzing you from moving forward, that's where this becomes an excuse. I'm going to say it again. If you're waiting for all aspects of, I mean, whatever, your life, your schedule, your um, tools, your resources to be perfect, I'm going to wager that you're covering up something else, which is that you're just afraid. Love you, but I'm going to just tell you the truth. A good example of this, and I'm going to come back to the content creation social media example that I did because it's applicable in my brain. But and a good example of this is, oh, well, I'll start filming consistently when I get a good camera. Or, oh, you know, I'll start, um, I'll start, uh, editing my videos once I, I don't know, um, once I don't have such a huge workload, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Whatever it is, there's always, where there's a will, there's a way. And everything doesn't need to be perfect in order for you to make progress. Okay. And I want to take this a step further because I am an avid, avid believer of failing forward. And it's funny because I have a really close friend who, if she's listening to this, we kind of differ on this topic, just the way that our brains work. And the way that I think is that you just do the best you can with what you have because doing it is better than not doing it. And I kind of just went through the example of like creating content, but um, let's go back to that. You either create the content or you don't, okay? And if you create the content and it's not perfect, which, spoiler, it's not going to be perfect. No one's content is perfect. That's subjective. But you know, at a certain level, it's probably not going to be at the level that you want it to be. And you probably won't even know why. And that's where repetitions and practice and studying come in. And there's going to be a whole episode on my opinion on how to become an influencer in 2024. So that's coming. But um, what I want to say is you would be shocked at what you thought was important versus what isn't. There are things like video quality, lighting, captions versus not captions. I used to be so anal when it came to that stuff. And there are times, I'm sure other creators have this feeling, filming with the front camera is so much easier. It's so much easier, but it's terrible quality, okay? And so I try to film with my back camera as much as I can. But there are times where I'm like, I could capture whatever this is. Get ready with me. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm just talking or a vlog or whatever it is. And I just don't have it in me to make sure that I get the, um, framing with the back camera, which is a lot harder. I just don't have it in me. And I would rather get the shot than not get the shot at all. So I use my front camera. And most of the time it doesn't matter. Okay. And where it does or what can what you can do from there when I say fail forward is what this allows you to do is learn and grow as you go. So watch your content back or look at the thing that you created or... um. I don't even know. Whatever your example is, maybe you want to 
get better at piano. So record yourself playing piano and then see what that was like and see where you could have improved. But if you don't have the recording, if you never did the thing, you won't know where you need to improve. It's so important. And the other side of this, it's kind of like saying the same thing, but this is important. If I didn't grab the shots that I did with my front camera where I was like, oh, I just don't have it in me to use my back camera. So I'm actually just not going to film. I would have less repetitions and I wouldn't be as good as I am now. It's just a fact. So fail forward. That's the only way to do it. Um, one more example of this. I had my first thing that ever went really, really actual viral. I had a little like fashion reel like a year or so a few months before this but that didn't really count it was a things I wish I knew video and it just exploded on TikTok and I got I think I got 120,000 followers overnight or within a week or whatever and the magic of that video is that it was entirely unscripted it was just things that I had been thinking about and I was just getting ready. I mean, I was actually getting ready for a date, which is kind of funny and ironic. <laughs> um, and I didn't care. I had, I think, I don't know, 30 followers on TikTok at the time. And I just put it up and let it go. And I took the responsibility of like going viral and having a huge following so quickly, so seriously that I actually, I think, impeded my own growth. Um I was like, I need to come out with a strategy for this and make sure that what I'm saying is eloquent and that I don't make any mistakes and that, you know, everything I'm talking about right now. And so I thought, I was like, I will make a new Things I Wish I Knew video every Friday. And I wrote out scripts, which I still do because I try not to watch other people's Things I Wish I Knew videos so that it's literally my own organic thoughts um and so if I'm on a walk with Charlie or whatever and I have one of those thoughts that I want to put in the video I have a note in my phone called Tiwick and I put it in there so some of them are scripted some of them are not but I I made it so serious that I had to have a script and that you know I needed some turnaround time in order to get enough to produce for the video and it's really it's funny because now sometimes I'll use if I can't really like think of anything or my brain is a little fuzzy, I'll use my notes. But I have done it repeatedly off the cuff, no script, and those videos blow up. So it's not that serious. Doing it is better than not doing it. And if you're waiting for certain things to be perfect... I think we get the point. Stop doing that. Okay, next myth to bust is I don't have time. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm just going to be straight up. This is an excuse. I know everyone's circumstances are different and I respect that. I want to be very, very clear. But I would like to also argue that you have, have options of what you do with your time. Okay. And I know this might not be applicable all the way through but just an example is you are 30 minutes into this podcast and yes you might be listening to this on your drive or do doing something else but I'm just saying if you've made it this far into this podcast I'm guessing you have a couple minutes a couple minutes to just make a tiny bit of progress towards maybe something that will make you super happy okay all right, the next thing I want to do is get over slash work through all the reasons why you haven't done that thing yet. So we've covered fear a lot, but a different part of fear I want to address is the fear of judgment from people who don't matter, which I think we've talked about, but also the people that do. I have a personal opinion that sometimes the people that hold us back most by no fault of their own 
are the people that are closest to us. So maybe you have always dreamt of being a baton twirler, but you think your boyfriend is going to think it's lame. And I'm sorry to to be this person, but if your guy doesn't support you in the pursuit of your dreams, not just being successful at something or being passionate about something, but the pursuit of that. Our partners should be wildly supportive of the pursuit of the things that we want out of life. In my opinion, that's what makes a good partner. Um, And maybe it's your family. And that's a whole other beast because there's family expectations. There's different, you know, cultural expectations. I think dealing with family might be different than dealing with a significant other. Because, I mean, depending on what your living situation is like. If you're out of the house, your family can have their own opinions about things in their own house. (laughs) Um, But how sad would that be? How sad would it be if you just went on living the life that everyone else wanted of you and never living the life that you wanted? How sad would that be? And I think also you would be surprised at what people would, how people would react that are close to you. So it's not a guarantee that they're not going to support you. You never know. But I do want to say that I remember the feeling, I remember the exact feeling of wanting things or wanting to try things. And because they were new and I was in a relationship, being stunted. I remember that. And it kind of just goes back to pursuing your dreams, being afraid, and doing it anyway. I also want to say that I really wanted to marry someone back in 2020. I was just so head over heels in love. And I still think that was, for the most part, a great relationship and I think back on it and smile and I had great memories and it's nothing, nothing but love. But I also think about who I was back then and who I am now. And it is just wildly different. And here's the point. Whether you're in a relationship, married, single, dating, whatever, the person that you're with needs to be down for all the versions of you. All the versions of you. Because we're not meant to stay the same. And that's the point of a life partner. Is rocking with it. And saying, I got you. You want to be an underwater basket weaver? Okay, I'll take you to swim practice. How was swim practice? Love that for you. Here's some chicken nuggets. (laughs) She's feeling a little loopy over here. But you know what I mean? That. And and maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe. Maybe the reason that if someone close to you isn't supportive is because they they themselves don't feel the permission to pursue what they want. And I invite you to actually in the way that you see fit that would land the best If you go for the things that you want and you meet resistance, bring that up and just say, hey, I so appreciate that this has been hard for you and I appreciate the ways that you've supported me and I want you to know that if you have anything that you want to try that like we can go through different versions of ourselves and that's what I'm hoping for in this. I think that's so powerful. Because I do know that there are couples that just go through the motions. You do everything the same every day. And you're at like a 70% happiness. Which is great. It's great. But maybe you want 85. Maybe you want 95. You know? 
Okay. I'm going to stop messing where I don't need to be messing. The next thing I want you to do in starting a new thing and just doing it is find your why. Knowing why is going to keep you is going to keep you going more and longer than just the surface level of it seems cool or it seems fun. My why of doing all this is I want to make a career out of exploring the juice of life, off of living my life and talking about it and connecting with people and talking about the highs, talking about the lows, but all of the in-between stuff, you know, and bonus, part of my why came after I started doing it. So you're going to get more reassurance as you step into this new thing. And part of my why is because I feel so fulfilled when I do this. I love almost everything about it. Almost everything about it. Concept creation, scripting if I'm doing that, shooting the video, the way that you edit a video and the feeling and the... uh message that you're conveying how you can edit a video and and see it differently and it would feel differently talking to you guys like this on long form content and making someone's day or changing the way someone thinks that will propel them forward to change their life are you kidding I just feel so fulfilled so I know my why so instead of just I want to get more into painting. I want you to dig deeper and maybe your why for that is I want a creative outlet where I can really just in a different way express my emotion in a safe space. That's a why. But painting is fun is not a why. It can be a reason you're doing it and you can also it could be true but that's not a why. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next thing I want you to do is take stock of when you've been brave and done something new in the past. We've all done something, whether that's a new job, new school, maybe you had a first performance or show or piano recital or dance recital, or maybe it was the first time you had the guts to visit a significant other's family on the holidays. We all know that feeling. Um, whatever comes to mind. And as many situations as you want to bring to mind. And what we're doing is gathering social proof in your own brain. And anything counts as long as it required you to have fear, vulnerability, and confidence at the same time. And I just want you to sit in that. Think about your things. I'm going to wait here for a second. Did you find your things? Okay. I want you to sit in that. And I want you to say it to yourself right now, out loud. I don't care if you're in public. I don't care if you're on a walk. I don't care if you're in your car. Just say it out loud. I have done this before and I can do it again. Good. All right. Now, I want you to come up with your thing. I think by now you probably know what your thing is. That would be my guess is you know exactly what it is. But if you don't, that's okay. I would encourage you to go listen to episode six, which is how to live your dream life. It's going to go into finding those things and outlining steps and um, sort of like a a breakout of this. So I'd encourage you to go listen to that. And um, but for our purposes, I want you to just come up with one thing. And we're going to follow the same process that we outlined in episode six, but on a micro level. Okay. So you get two options. You can either open a Google Doc if you're a tech computer person or if you know you do things better on paper and you know yourself the best, I want you to choose the method that's better, pen and paper. And I want you to write your thing at the top. Okay, so underwater basket weaver. Then under that, I want you to write your why And then under that, I want you to make two columns. And I think it's pretty easy in Google Docs. You would just hit help or search and then like I think table and then form two columns. And then if you're on paper, just draw it. And I want you to write out 
on the right-hand side, I want you to write out all of your all of the all of the steps that you believe will need to happen in order to accomplish the thing that you want to accomplish. Because we've gone through this whole thing and it's not just about starting, it's about doing it. It's about the follow through. We're not just going to download um, or create a new Instagram account that we've been wanting to create and then just leave it there. It's about like facilitating that, doing that. So I want you to write out your steps that you believe will be needed in order to do the thing that you want to do. And then on the left-hand side, I want you to write your ultimate goal. Um, so the left-hand side is going to be pretty blank. It's just going to have that goal. And it's okay if you don't know the exact things that are going to be needed in order to do this. Maybe it's complex. Maybe it has multiple layers and you only know three things that you could do in order to get closer to that goal. So you're going to write those down. And the reason that that's okay is as you go forward, you're going to learn more and you're going to be able to add instructions. So we're mapping out how to get and get what we want and do what we want. And then taking it a step further, using whatever method you use, and I want you to be really honest here, okay? If you use Google Calendar, use Google Calendar. If you use um, Apple Calendar, use Apple Calendar. If you use a paper planner, use that. But whatever method you use to actually schedule your life, you are going to take those steps and put them on a specific day. And then you're going to do them on those days. And that's going to be the only thing you're going to have to have done on those days. You follow? And the reason this works is instead of being like, I want to be an underwater basket weaver and not having any idea how to do that. And because of that, not taking any steps, you are moving forward in thinking about what you might need to do. So maybe that starts with Googling how to become an underwater basket weaver. That's your step one. And then you can plan that for literally right after you finish listening to this podcast. And then maybe what that looks like after is searching for clubs and classes in the area that offer underwater basket weaving. And then maybe what that looks like is signing up for one of those classes. And then maybe you don't have a swimsuit, so it looks like getting the proper equipment for that. And then maybe that means signing up for the class. And then it means going to the class. So it's not just, I want to be an underwater basket weaver. Let's go. There's no instructions there and you don't know when you're going to do anything. We're breaking this down. We're making it bite size. We're planning it out and we're going to know when tentatively we're going to do these steps. And it's okay if things push because you're going to learn as you go. But do you follow what I'm saying? We are taking things that feel so far and foreign and taking them from the perspective of it would be so cool if one day I could do that and saying, I'm going to do that and here's how I think I'm going to do it and here's the first step I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. Okay? And like I said, the first step of those things you can do pretty immediately. Maybe, like I said, that means Googling a certain subject. Maybe it means searching for job openings. Maybe it means downloading Hinge and making your profile. Maybe it means searching for a therapist. Whatever it is, whatever you want, whatever starting the new thing, whatever that new thing is, I'm guessing there's something you can do today to get a micro step closer or even just get information. And the other thing that I have been finding as I am doing this sort of very goal-oriented year, as you guys may know, I have my next 12 months planned out and I literally blew up a 12-month calendar, did the same process for every single one of my goals that we just talked through and then wrote those goals and instructions on each day or certain days in the calendar. And then I bought literally kindergarten gold stickers, 
gold star stickers so I can put a sticker once I've accomplished something because my brain loves it. Um, but that's my point is as you take steps towards these things, it's actually an amazing way to build self-confidence because you're finally doing the things that you said you were going to do. And on a deeper spiritual level, you're finally listening to your soul. The reason that you're interested in things is not a coincidence. I'm going to speak life into you right now. The reason that you are interested in things is not a coincidence. You were designed intentionally. It's not random that you're attracted to certain things and not attracted to certain things. And what I mean by that is um, maybe you love sports, but you couldn't care less about fashion or maybe vice versa. That's not an accident. People's preferences and likings are not accidental. Because if you think about this logically, not just from a faith perspective, but if everyone had everything in, the, in them that was the same, what would the point be? You were put on this earth in order to follow your purpose. And getting to your purpose requires you to listen to that little tug on your heart. In my faith, we believe the Holy Spirit knows knows the the path and the path the the pathway to purpose why I was put here because that's God living in me and God is all-knowing if that makes sense so oh this is so good when I get that feeling in my heart and in my tummy that something excites me and I'm so interested in it that's why I say it's not accidental you got to go for those things. It's not up to God. This is what my pastor says. I'm not going to take credit for this. It's not up to God whether or not you live out your purpose. It is up to you. And that's part of, again, the, the layout of my faith is that God gives us free will. So it's not up to him. Everything doesn't happen for a reason. We have choices and whether or not we take the steps in order to get to the place that we were designed for or even just move through the different places that we were designed to move through and experience the things that we we're supposed to experience, that's up to us. So listen to that voice inside you because it's not on accident. Okay. All right. This was great. I hoped you liked it. Um... And I'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Bye. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it. Word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, love you forever. Okay. Love you. Bye.